CTV's W5 with Avery Haynes. The following program deals with mature subject matter. Listener discretion is advised. A porn empire based in Canada is facing allegations that it has profited off sexual assault and child sex abuse videos for years. And now Canadian survivors are speaking out. So too is a Pornhub whistleblower who reveals secrets about the largest porn website in the world. I just really wanted him to like me. He was definitely early 20s. I was 14. I remember in my childhood bathroom opening the laptop. He was directing me basically in this chat like take off my clothes and show my body doing sexual things. This is a grown man who knows what to say. Ava was just 14 years old when an older man she met online groomed her to have virtual sex with him on Skype. And I remember the second I closed the laptop, I remember thinking, oh, what did I just do? The man did more than just watch. He had downloaded recording software, not to my knowledge. And when the call was going on, he was recording. Right after that happened, the video was posted on a social media website, and then it spread like wildfire, eventually ending up on dozens of porn sites including the world's largest, Pornhub, which averages 115 million visits every single day. That's more than Netflix or Amazon. What was the immediate fallout when that video went up? It's the entire front page. It's the entire front page of this website. Me, 14, naked, with my full name. I, I don't even know how to explain it. Like, it's just a bomb goes off. Because you know you have to deal with this. Ava, whose real name we're protecting, became consumed with trying to stop the spread of the video. I would come home from school, and until I went to bed, that's what I was doing. I had Google alerts for my name, for every single combination of words that they could possibly use. Everything. That's all I did. I didn't do my homework because I was busy trying not to have my life explode. To try to keep her life from exploding, Ava didn't tell a soul about the viral sex video. She lived this nightmare completely alone. Oh, I can't imagine the isolation that you must have felt, the secret that you had in your family, yeah. in your close circle of friends, while all of this is happening online. Mm -hmm. I didn't say anything to anyone. I blamed myself because I'm like, what did you expect? But again, smart 14-year-old is still 14, you know? Ava sent Pornhub a message begging for the video to be removed. How did they respond to your claims? Like, hey, I'm underage, you need to get that off. They didn't. They ignored you? They didn't. I, don't, I didn't even get an actual email. And they tell you to put your email and like that they'll contact you later. Never did. Never got a response. Didn't say anything. Out of desperation, Ava got creative. She pretended to be a lawyer and sent Pornhub another message. 
You're pretending to be a lawyer yes. and contacting as a kid. I'm 14. In the midst of this crisis. Yes, 14 years old. And I, I the like Googling legal terms because that's the only thing that I got a response to. The pretend lawyer's message worked, but by the time Pornhub took the video down, it was too late. Ava says users had downloaded the video and shared it to about 100 other porn sites, racking up hundreds of thousands of views. It's like the, the heads of Hydra, you know, you cut one off and then there's three more. So it doesn't matter how hard I work or how hard anybody works, someone will always have it for the rest of my life. Ava's story is not unique. Hundreds of adults and children have come forward to accuse Pornhub of profiting from underage or non-consensual sex videos for years. This nondescript building in Montreal is the headquarters for Pornhub and its parent company, MindGeek, a massive online porn empire that owns dozens of websites, including RedTube, YouPorn, and XTube. Even though Pornhub makes money from paid ads and premium memberships, a lot of the content is free. And until recently, anyone could upload a video. And that video could be downloaded and shared with a few clicks of a mouse. But removing content wasn't nearly as easy. The whole system is so flawed, it's hard to reform it because it was meant to exploit. They did it on purpose that anyone can upload. They did it on purpose that it's hard to take down these videos. They gain profit from the exploitation of children on their website continuously over and over again. The main worry is always, let's not get caught. Evan is a Pornhub whistleblower. He worked for the company for three years, but left before Pornhub was thrust into the spotlight. He claims to have direct knowledge of many departments in the organization. He says he saw firsthand how Pornhub vetted and approved videos. He's asked the W5 protect his identity to avoid repercussions. How can it be that child pornography can get on? How can it be that non-consensual videos can make it onto the website? Well, it's very simple in that sense. With the amount of content that gets uploaded, uh, if you are trying to moderate all the content that gets uploaded, you have to do it um, very, very fast. YouTube has 10,000 moderators. Facebook has 15,000 moderators. When you worked there, how many moderators were there? When I was there, there were between 20 and 30 moderators. 20 and 30 moderators for a company as big as Pornhub. With that number of videos coming in, millions and millions of videos? Absolutely, yes. It's as scary as it sounds. Moderators claim they had to process up to 1,200 videos every day. That's 150 videos an hour. Evan shared this internal document that moderators used to try to weed out illegal content by searching specific words in the video titles. Red terms such as child, rape, and unconscious were banned. But those in peach, which include the words molest, unwilling, and even torture were allowed, depending on the context of the video. So if the majority of the video is okay, it can go through. Even if there's some parts where it's... Borderline. The idea of this list is to let as much content go through without getting Pornhub in trouble. 
And Evans says even the videos that were moderated didn't get close attention. Do the moderators listen to the audio of the videos that are coming in? The moderators scroll through the videos. They don't watch the videos at, you know, a regular speed or like two times speed. So they're scrubbing through the video. Exactly. So they can listen to the video, but they don't listen to the whole video. They don't have time. Exactly. And Evan claims moderators only searched for video titles in English, which means questionable content in other languages can slip through. The problem with Pornhub is they're not a company with an office in every country. They don't speak every language. Pornhub's parent company, MindGeek, is now the focus of at least five lawsuits in Canada and the U.S. This company operates in dark places that needs a light shone upon it. Louis Sokolov is a Toronto lawyer. He's filed an application to certify an international class action lawsuit. What's the argument in this lawsuit? That MindGeek had a responsibility to ensure that all materials on its website were consensual, and they didn't do that. They didn't come close to doing that. The main plaintiff is an Ontario woman known as Jane Doe. She was sexually abused when she was 12 years old by a relative. Unbeknownst to her, that abuse was videotaped. Later, in 2019, when she was an adult, she learned that images of her abuse had been uploaded on Pornhub. You know, I, I can't even begin to understand the kind of hurt and the kind of damage that she and others like her must have suffered from this. It's a nightmare that does not go away. Women like Jane Doe and Ava faced huge obstacles trying to get their videos taken down. But it wasn't until a New York Times expose late in 2020 that the website took action. Almost immediately after it was published, Visa and MasterCard cut ties to the porn site. Pornhub then removed its download button and required users to be verified before uploading videos. The company also claims to have removed more than 9 million videos, almost 80% of its content that could not be verified. So that begs the question of why that couldn't have been done before. Moreover, why was that material out there in the first place? That 80% number represents potentially millions of victims. This conduct has gone on since at least 2007. Anybody could download those images. Anybody could repost that. So even if MindGeek turned itself into the most upright corporate citizen imaginable tomorrow, there is still a legacy of damage that has been unleashed on thousands and thousands of people. At the age of 14, and even now, 10 years later, Ava is still inundated with sexually threatening and explicit messages from men who have seen her video. It was uploaded onto the websites with my first and last name. People would Google me, just full-grown men at their worst, describing in full detail how they want to sexually torture me. I genuinely believed someone would kill me or kidnap me or God knows what else because they sent me pictures of my house. They found where I went to school. You must have just felt like the world was closing in on yeah. you. Yeah, it's like walking around in your life with a gun held to your back. Coming up. In this video, I'm not even conscious. A disturbing trend in uploads. Sexual assault is not an anomaly on the porn site. It is a genre. When W5 continues. 
you can go to sleep in your own bed and end up on Pornhub. Even though it was obvious that I wasn't conscious. Rachel lives in Alberta. Her world was turned upside down when she recently discovered that a video of her being sexually assaulted by her then-husband had been posted on Pornhub. Rachel is not her real name. Can you tell me what the video was? In the title, he says that I'm sleeping. And then on the Pornhub version, he has it tagged sleeping and sleeping pills. So in this video, I mean, I'm not even conscious. This was a video of you passed out unconscious from sleeping pills? I mean, you can tell that I was unconscious and you can tell that there was no consent in the video. Pornhub, the world's largest online porn website, is facing allegations that it profited from videos of underage and non-consenting children and adults. Pornhub's parent company is now the target of at least five lawsuits. Late in 2020, Pornhub says it removed millions of videos, but that was too late for Rachel. She says her video had been up for three years before she discovered it. And by then, it had spread to many other porn sites. How many views were there? I started counting. I was at about 200,000. And then I kind of just gave up counting because there didn't seem like a point. It went on forever. Pornhub has removed the video from their website, but it's still out there, thanks to the site's download button, which enabled viewers to share it onto other sites before it was taken down. So as of January, if you Googled the name of my Pornhub video, you would still get 1,900 results. As a private company, Pornhub is not obligated to release any financial information, but it's the biggest player in an industry that's worth up to $97 billion worldwide. The evidence of that kind of money can be seen in the lifestyles of the two Canadians at the helm. Ferris Antoon and David Tassillo drive fancy cars and live in lavish mansions in the Montreal area. I think when you're at Pornhub and you're driving around in a Lamborghini that you paid for with our lives, you need to hear the damage that you've done. Rachel got her chance to confront Pornhub directly. She asked that her identity not be revealed. Thank you for being here and we'll uh, turn to you for your opening statement. Um, can you hear me okay? Rachel is one of several Pornhub survivors to testify at an unprecedented government investigation into Pornhub, the crown jewel in the MindGeek empire. This video is not a one-off that slipped through a filter. Sexual assault is not an anomaly on the porn site, it is a genre. This leaves little incentive for these sites to moderate such content. In early 2021, a House of Commons Standing Committee launched hearings into the way Pornhub operates. The company's top executives, Ferris Antoon and David DeSillo, were grilled by Liberal MP Nate Erskine-Smith. What do you say to these individuals who have been victimized on your site? So I'm a father, I have a daughter, I have a wife, I have a mother. I'm heartbroken when I hear these stories. Of course, I feel sad. This Would you is say we should company... have done more? Would you say we should have done more? We always can do more, and we are committed to always do more. You say one instance is too many. Correct. So let's talk about how many instances. How many times in 2020, let's just pick a year, how many times in 2020 
did individuals reach out to MindGeek and say, I want content taken down because I did not consent to that content being put up? From the top of my head, David, I don't know if you know the number from the top of your head. No, at, at the top of my head, I don't have the number. And, um, and I so apologize So you've come here today, yeah, but at a minimum coming prepared today, you would have thought you would have received that question. So you, you don't know sitting here today, how many in 2017, 2018, 2019, how many times people reached out to you? I, I respectfully disagree. I actually think we do have all those facts. I just don't have all the facts uh, with me. At a public me. hearing with members of parliament. The government hearings triggered this. A letter from survivors and advocates from 65 countries demanding that the RCMP investigate Pornhub. And now more than 70 Canadian parliamentarians from all parties are echoing that demand. And they say they have evidence from child protection agencies that Pornhub's parent company failed to comply and report child sex abuse videos to Canadian law enforcement between 2011 and 2020. That would be a violation of mandatory reporting laws. So why didn't Pornhub report any cases to the RCMP during those nine years? Well, W5 has obtained this RCMP briefing note that shows the Mounties did meet with Pornhub executives back in 2018. Pornhub claims those mandatory reporting laws did not apply as they're not a Canadian company. While headquartered in Montreal, the company is legally registered in Luxembourg. It wasn't until June of 2020 that Pornhub actually reported any suspected child abuse videos in Canada. Since then, it's reported 120 cases. Even if you are an internet platform, sharing people's images without consent is just as much of a crime for a company as it is for an individual. I don't see why these guys who bought themselves a mansion by pushing it all over the internet should get away with it. W5 made repeated requests for a sit-down interview with either of the executives. They refused and issued this statement instead. MindGeek has zero tolerance for non-consensual content and child sexual abuse material. Over the past year, MindGeek has created and implemented comprehensive measures for verification, moderation, and detection that will ensure Pornhub is the safest platform online. The statement didn't offer any specifics about how many moderators work for the website or how illegal content even made it onto the website in the first place. So we tried to get those answers directly from COO David Tassillo. Oui, hello? My name is Avery Haynes. I'm with W5, and I'd like to speak to your husband, David. Uh, miss, I don't know how you got this address. Please uh, don't come back. We know David Tassillo was home, but he refused to come to the front door. While Pornhub appears to be in damage control mode, one organization is doing something concrete to try to undo the damage. Frequently, victims are told once things are on the internet, there's absolutely nothing you can do about it. Lloyd Richardson is with the Canadian Centre for Child Protection, a Winnipeg-based nonprofit. This is the dashboard or the front-end driver's seat of Arachnid. It launched Project Arachnid in 2017. The program helps child sex abuse victims track down and remove videos that have been posted online by using software to scour the internet. So you essentially take a fingerprint of the image in the video and then spread it out to search for its match or matches. That's right, um, and it's a lot of fingerprints. To date, we have about 33 million images in the queue that we need to 
have analysts put eyes on to classify, which is a unbelievably difficult task. That's a massive backlog that will take years to clear. And in the meantime, that number will only grow. I wish I could say that that wasn't the tip of the iceberg, but this is not everything we could ever possibly see. Where's the oldest version of that image? The original. Arachnid processes tens of thousands of images per second. Once the program finds a match, it sends an automated demand to remove the video. Richardson says most websites comply. If you're a company that hosts adult material, uh, you should be absolutely certain that every single person is A, over the age of 18, and B, consents to that image or video being available on your service. Does Pornhub have it set up in place? I don't believe so. And we've sent notices to Pornhub relating to child pornography on their service. If you are in fact 100% moderating your service, that should never happen. Rachel knows firsthand that non-consensual videos can get past moderators and onto Pornhub. This is something that is going to haunt me for the rest of my life. I will always be someone's porn. That's haunting to hear you say, I will always be someone's porn. I think that is probably the hardest to deal with. You should have the right to be who you share your body with. And I'm never gonna have control over any of that ever again. Local police say they are actively investigating Rachel's case. Meanwhile, the government hearing into Pornhub has now invited the RCMP and Justice Minister to appear. A date for that has not yet been set. You've been listening to CTV's W5 with Avery Haynes.